0: Defenders, how the heck you doing? Welcome to Roll Flip Defend, I'm Casey.
1: I'm Lara. I'm Will. And I'm Hannah.
0: And we are Defend the Table. I was mid-gulp, and I did I not I, I did not time <laughs> that very well at all.
2: Mm-hmm. There was no shenanigans this time then, to, to delay.
0: Well, the, the, the shenanigan was, for some reason, like, we'll talk perfectly fine for a long time, and the Discord just won't let you say, like, the first two words after, like, 15 seconds of silence so like (laughs) you guys were just real far away i'm like god damn it (laughs) i do have to i got i there's a a really cool this is not tabletop based at all listeners but maybe this will interest you if you're trying to do your own podcast or if you're a streamer or whatever and trying to get better stuff sure just came out with a new mic i think it's 250 which realistically is not not super cheap definitely not expensive but the gimmick with it is, if you ever watch Twitch, everyone majority of streamers have the same Shure SM7B. You'll see the same frickin' microphone over and over and over. And the reason for that is it's a, I think it's like 350, but it's, a, it's like over broadcast quality. It's a beautiful mic. That's why everyone uses it. Gotcha. This new one, the whole point of it is it's kind of like these, where it's a little bit smaller, but it has both XLR for full professional stuff And USB, so it can work in either direction. So either it can be a really nice USB microphone for someone who might not have a mixer yet, or it's a really good other mic for, like, full professional use. Interesting. Which is pretty cool. cool. That is pretty cool. I will go to the death of if you're just looking for, like, a good XLR mic that's dynamic and cheap, the Rode Pod mics that we use are $100, and there's no reason not just to get those. Yeah,
2: they're but pretty sick.
0: If you, like want, them. if you want the mix, you can go for those. <laughs> it just came out, and I had to talk with my show rep today, and he's like, hey, did you see these mics? And I was like, are you going to send me one for free? He's like, well, I can't do that. I was like, then I don't want the mic, Tony. I already have the bigger boy. Don't need to buy <laughs> another one. I, get, he, I didn't get in a fight with him necessarily, but he was not happy with me the other day. And like we used to work together like two companies ago, like when we first moved back to Ohio, that last company, we both worked for them. So we mutually just complain about how horrible of a person like that owner was. So we have a good repertoire and he left to go and work for this distribution company for for lack of a better term, with Shure being their main product line. The ones that I actually interviewed with, I got in because of him. If you remember that a while ago when I was doing that (laughs) travel gig, it was with them. So we were talking, and I was like, hey, I need I need you to explain to me how this one thing works, because here's my situation. And I explained the whole thing. He's like, well, uh, what other stuff you got in there? I was like, blah, blah, blah. I, like, I got a Behringer X32, like the mixing board I use. He's like, Casey, what do I got to do today to get you to get rid of that Behringer and put in this Personas? And I said, Tony, I'm going to be honest. Make a good product, because Personas is garbage. <laughs> He's like, you know what? That's fair. I was like, thank you for at least understanding, like, yeah. Well, they got these real cool new things, and then he's like telling me some stuff that they do that no one else does, and I was like, "The Behringer does that already." What? Yeah, sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> you gotta catch up. I can't. I can't help you over here. Nice. So that was fun. All right, real awesome. table talk. To- table talk time. <laughs> How's life with you guys? Did you get any uh, any play time? That's good.
1: I'm life- getting a little bit in. Yeah, life's good. We didn't do too much, but we did a little.
2: Mm-hmm. We played Welcome to a couple times last night. Mm-hmm. That was it. Uh, and then, of course, we played Forgotten Lovers with you guys, yep. which was pretty great.
0: Man, I want everyone who's listening to this <laughs> to comment for the first time that we're 26 episodes in. Someone leave us one comment. <laughs> leave us one comment and let us know if you have any interest whatsoever in watching... You, I mean, you could listen to it realistically. The board really doesn't matter. If you would have any right. interest in watching slash listening to a playthrough of this Forgotten Waters game. Because we are yeah. now consistently playing every week. And I can record the entire thing. We've all got webcam stuff. We can make it look good. Or realistically, yeah. because it's so well audibly produced. I really don't think you need the visual of us playing because all really all it is is a map. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah, else not, is Everything else is completely auditory. We would yeah. just
3: have to, you know, when it comes to the task decision time, we just audibly say what we're doing. Yeah. Which we it's used true. to do, but yeah. we didn't on Monday for some reason.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that was my fault. Sorry.
0: Larry <laughs> didn't do it either. Yeah. We got we just went like real gung hoax. We're like, all right, we see the finish line. Let's freaking do this thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we just have to talk more. Let us know. Send us a comment. Post it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Just let us know if you have any interest. I'm going to tell you we're probably going to do it anyway. But just in case you have any interest, just let us know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, might as well. Hashtag everything is content right now.
3: Hell yeah. We're going to do it. But we just want to know that you want us
0: to do I, it. That's really all I want to know. Is that actually interesting? Yeah. Are there other things that you would like to... There's some games that just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Realistically, after we play through this, could we do another D&D or a Through the Breach or something else? We absolutely could. And then that is an easy auditory experience. We can have a second podcast of a playthrough like... Like that, it's you real easy. Just,
3: you just hear me constantly shuffling dice around.
0: Do you want to talk about the dice thing that may or may not be real that was posted on the Facebooks? That I commented on yeah. yesterday.
3: <laughs> so I it, it, it seems to be what I've noticed is it's like a TikTok trend because I, I like to watch the Tiki Um, Do not post anything, but I do watch them. Um, where people take a bunch of polyhedral dice and they make a list of different things that they'll do. So like they'll take a D 20 and that will be their shirt. And then they'll take their D 10 and that will be their pants and so on and so forth. So they create these weird outfits, Arby's for some reason,
0: because they're awesome.
3: (laughs) Did the same thing, but did it to their menu and they had their own customized Arby's dice I don't like Arby's. The only thing I like from Arby's are the fries. This is legitimately, but because I am such a dice goblin, I went, I need those. I need those dice. Just because I need them now.
0: I, I will say this. The, the fast food Twitter is mm-hmm. won by Wendy's. Oh, yeah, 100%. Whoever yeah. runs that thing oh, sure. destroys people. But social yeah. media for fast food, Arby's. Has yes. always won. And I've seen fighting game tournaments where they made Ken do a freaking Hadouken using Arby sauce. Like <laughs> when the disc golf uh, championships were on ESPN, they had a disc golf thing with curly fries as a basket. Like they are so on point for all that stuff. And I was surprised yeah. how long it's taken them to do something tabletop when Wendy's made a full campaign book on how to play a Wendy's RPG. Yep. <laughs> Which yeah. we forgot to do. Now that I say this out loud, <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. said
2: we we're totally going to do that.
0: Yeah. Um. So I'm good. Good Make for cool. Arby's. Like,
3: was yeah. really cool. <laughs> In other really random dice things, Michael sent me Oh, a, I not know what you were talking about. Um, sent me a link to a company that made dice that have on the twenty of the d twenty is a cat's face, and if you get a one, it's a cat butt. <laughs> Ah, I love it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I
0: want them to. He's like,
3: "Why?" And I said, "Because it's cats so, and
0: dice." So you know I love you, right? Mm-hmm. You know I don't. I I don't voluntarily tell you to spend money, but there's something you're gonna to buy.
3: Is it dice involved? It, because well, obviously,
0: <laughs> that's the point of the conversation. It could be cats. No, Q, I want to say they're called Q Lab, right? They're all over Gen Con 2. I think mm-hmm. they're Q-Lab.
2: Yeah, that sounds familiar. They yeah. have
0: a DICE advent calendar for Christmas that just came out. I saw Immortals post about it. And I want to say it's like $40. <laughs> like, it's stupid cheap. Super, super worth it. <laughs> that is 100% pretty, worth it. I'm pretty sure it was Q-Lab. Q-something. It's definitely Q-something.
2: Dice ba, ba, and ba, ba. And calendar oh there's like a bunch of them out there let's see oh um, yeah there's there's
0: there's quite a few a yeah. lot of like Etsy people do them too mm-hmm. um q workshop yeah, yeah, yeah. q workshop
2: q workshop
3: it's, it's
2: it... 32 bucks through miniature yeah market. I was
3: just about to say that when
0: I so 32 bucks 40 because miniature market chart is like nine dollars for shipping yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. they always even out there MSRP. SRP. But yeah, that looks. I love sick.
0: Mini Market, man. But when I order something, I don't want to wait two weeks. You're <laughs> in Minnesota. You're not that far away. You're in the country, like two weeks. And then you know how they get. And this is why they suck. This is the, my my only complaint about Mini Market. Because I bought a lot of Guild Ball stuff because they were the only place that was carrying them. Yes. Yep. You can get expedited processing, i.e., they'll make sure that they do your thing sooner for like two ninety five. Right. You should just process. You're a warehouse. Just go. What do I got paid pay <laughs> another
2: $3? Fair.
0: Because then you got to pay shipping. Now you're over MSRP if you just went to your FLGS. That's all. That's my only complaint. That's a <laughs> point. Circling back, we haven't played. We played Monday. Yeah. We haven't done anything else.
3: I know. We've been really bad with playing games.
0: We still we still haven't finished season... We're one game short of finishing season one of freaking Cthulhu Death May Die.
3: Yeah. There's that. God, we suck. And then, you know, we were also stuck in the house for five days together. <laughs> and we still didn't do
0: anything. Oh, God, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We talked about it.
3: Yeah. We are playing... And then I watched Taskmasters yeah. and
0: I finished up Shits Creek. We're not filming it tomorrow. We should film... Film one for sure yeah uh, we are playing moonrakers with five people tomorrow so we'll see how adding a fifth oh, person is coming makes the game yeah
3: ah nice nice That's nice
0: so we'll do that That's I have awesome. to I have to convince them to let us film our starfinder game okay because I think that'd be fun
3: I don't think you'll be able to do that why I don't think Chelsea's gonna be down to record <laughs>
0: <sighs> come
3: on' <laughs> You've known her now for over a year you uh, yeah, should I'm, understand I'm, I'm that n- that's not in her wheel <laughs> see i don't I don't
0: believe that I don't believe that
3: I mean you can always uh, I, I could know. be completely wrong on that but
0: so we're filming that okay. we're not filming we're playing games tomorrow for the first time in a while a lot right. of werewolf's gonna happen on Saturday yes. we got that's a cool hol- we got a Halloween party so i'm we're gonna werewolf it up because you have that's to that's awesome. We were going to have a big, and I was going to, it was going to be Instagram heaven. We were had like, I had like 17 people for a game last week. Yeah. Then we got locked down. Yeah. So I had to cancel it, but we had, (laughs) I had 17 people that were going to be there. It's going to be sick. (laughs) Um, And you know, you
1: can play with up to 50 people and uh, they make a Halloween pack for welcome to.
0: Do they really? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Halloween pack for it, and you can play it
0: with up to fifty people. Werewolf seventy five. Well,
1: New
0: Vegas is one hundred.
1: I'm not competing. I would you. love. <laughs> I don't
0: know how we could pull it off. Some way, I want to pull off a hundred person. Welcome to welcome to game. I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, is that going to be yeah, the I weird mean, thing? Like we're going to host a
2: game out of nowhere. We're oh going to be God, like, all right, hundred person cap. All right, set up an event, put a camera on the cards and project them onto a screen. How many How many tables
0: room. are we gonna need for this?
2: With COVID, like 3,000. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, like, like the entire play hall. Wait, wait, like, those hey, are the room. hey, no, you need the Pathfinder room, or like we have to wait until Fantasy Flight's done for the day and then use their entire <laughs> quarter of the hall.
2: Yep, <laughs> god.
0: Now I'm sad that we didn't, there wasn't a physical Gen Con. I still love what we did, but now I'm like, damn it. Yeah. I finally got over it. Do you know (laughs) what
3: weird Gen Con memory I have from last year that always pops in my head? There's a lot of weird shit that happened. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, this is 100% really weird. It was when we were, it was like day two we were walking across the street somewhere, and it was just a really nice day. And we were all just at the crosswalk, just standing and having fun with each other. That's like for some reason the memory that just pops into my Aww. head. I don't know That's why. A good it was just we were standing in a crosswalk. I'm at mostly Gen Con. trying to
0: remember when we were ever at a crosswalk. I think there we... was
2: the one day we had to park way the hell down the road.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. next next to our next to our cowboy friend that we played champions with the mm-hmm. night before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't know why that's
3: the memory that pops in my head it was just it was a nice sunny day and we were on vacation with each other and it was just nice it was good
0: champions is dead it's very upsetting Yep. they shot themselves in the foot though when they said hey the next the the seasons three and season four were digital first and then they were going to come physical and then season four never made physical and my problem with season four was then lizards were finally in the game and I was like I don't I don't you're dead at this point and it's very it's so upsetting
2: <laughs> yeah I, felt so the same. Upsetting.
0: I really i need to like get wd-40 on this mic you need to do everything with that mic no the mic's fine this was that thing
3: yeah i know but you need to change out the cable I you do, need a yeah, wd-40 it and so you just need to get it together know, over there i know i
0: know i know i know sorry as your mic kind
3: of crickles Gen Gen Con's lovely
0: come back next year they made a bomber jacket for winter I just saw they put out an email and I want it real bad nice
1: so if Gen Con 2021 is virtual I say that we try to come up with a way to do a virtual virtual Welcome to. If we're going to project it on a screen anyway, why couldn't we yeah. do it virtually? Hey, if okay. tho-
0: if those two losers could do a thing for <laughs> Haba, there ain't no we should be able Same. to freaking just keep posting on Instagram like at least every other week and then they'll know us and then we can be like, "Hey, we want to do this awesome idea. Mm-hmm. Can you help us pull it off? We have the tech. You just have to say yes, go for it."
3: You they just need to
0: make it a printable no. version. That-
3: Loki, did you really need to try and step on the F7?
0: I mean, it is printable, right? Didn't you didn't they say that you can download the sheets?
1: You can you can buy more sheets. I don't know if it's yeah, printable like or not. We haven't not looked sure. online for Ooh. it.
0: Okay. That's so, what I'm so, saying. So
2: we do it and we say we'll watermark it. Or if mm-hmm. we get in with them, they can put out a printable copy specifically for yeah. the Gen Con team.
0: Just for that event. The question is how do you get people from not have just saving it and use it all the time? You ha- you we have to yeah, have, we have to watermark power. it. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is not that big of a they, deal. Like you can they, pull it or, off. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or we get them to put it on Tabletopia and make it free for a day. Mm.
0: Why do I feel like it's on Tabletopia? I don't think it is. We've looked before. Or, I mean, is, it on, it is. or it is it on Or is it on Simulator? I thought I saw it's it somewhere.
2: Yeah, I, know. I, I remember trying to find it yeah. before we bought it and it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Weird. We there, have 11 months to
0: try and get this all
2: we
3: got,
0: worked out. We, so. we got time to figure it out.
2: Yeah, if we're hosting yeah.
0: any game virtually next year, it's it's gonna be role player adventures or yes. like something. I don't care if we're all in separate rooms. I got the tech to make it work. We'll all run our own game of freaking Thunderworks. <laughs> so Hannah can run cartographers. We can do an adventure thing. Someone else can be doing role player. I'll roll lockdown, lock
2: up. It'll be it'll
0: be great. Thunderworks, do it.
2: Let's do it. Oh, I am all for that. No,
0: a I'm good at being a friend. Yeah. I know where we're at. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're talking about Gen Gut stuff for next year, which may or may not happen because we just have to say that we're gonna run it. I don't even think you technically need the publisher's permission. I don't
2: but think so. I
0: don't know. It'd be interesting to see. It'd be nice yeah. to have loki Jesus yeah I'm gonna yeah I want to ask anyway just because I want <laughs> them to like us more right? more than anything yeah. speaking of uh companies that we like supporting and hope someday to do some kind of work with at some point in time Sandy Peterson being the crazy man that he is sent out a update today it was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but dinosaur nineteen forty four people got the email today or um he is. <laughs> he's going back to his home city for Halloween. I'm assuming to visit family or something like that, but on how on no on Friday. So uh, if you're already listening to this, that already happened. So sorry, but I guess I got to talk about it. Um, he is reading passages from like his favorite horror stories on Facebook live.
1: Oh, that's awesome, And
0: I am ecstatic to just sit in front of my computer screen and just listen to this man tell me spooky scaries. Right. I can't wait. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. I hope you had a good week.
2: Yeah. Also, again, if you're listening to this, it's over.
0: It is over. It's also been, uh, what's it called? Daylight Savings. And we did not do a 24-hour thing. Our apologies. Yeah. yeah. We're going to try to okay. make that a, a, a guaranteed trip. For the next, what is it, May, March, May? March. 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 Whenever the next one is, we're going to try to bring that back and make that a thing again.
2: Yeah, that was so fun.
0: We didn't do it this year. We played Munchkin.
1: Then it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed.
0: God, that was the worst version of Munchkin in the history of <laughs> mankind. It was. It was so bad. And Josh, okay. like, it's great. I was like, Josh, this isn't Munchkin. I don't know what this garbage is, <laughs> but it's not Munchkin.
1: What? So I also really – I don't like Carcassonne either. I don't know if we've talked about that or not. I don't, I don't like Carcassonne I think we either. have.
0: I'm
1: not a fan. Um, and so Bill the other day was like, hey, Carcassonne's on sale. And then he's like, oh, wait. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm over it. I think I'd give it another shot. And he was <laughs> like, okay. You want me to see if Munchkin's on sale? And I was like, no, never,
0: <laughs> never. Okay, so Lara has given permission to give it another shot for the Critical Role Munchkin. Yeah. That's fair.
3: I'm I'm willing okay. – I'm worried. I can't I to can't, let Matt Mercer try and make me not hate it,
0: but I, can, uh, I can't I can't. Dude, I don't the board whatever that version was, the Big Box Munchkin for you listeners is so trash. It blows my mind. Like I don't know what Steve Jackson was thinking when he published that thing, but it's it was not Munchkin. It was some of the least fun I've ever had at a table in my life. It's not the worst. The worst, Bill and I physically left the table. It was so garbage. Yeah. Uh, Dropship Commander, your game shit. I'm sorry, guys. It was it was absolute garbage. <laughs> we're like, okay, I think we're good, and walked away. <laughs> but whatever the big box munchkin was, he changed so many things and got rid of so many cards that are in the game. That was twenty dollars cheaper. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know what happened. Garbage. Um all right, we got a couple things let's hit let's get the Kickstarter up and out of the way yeah veiled fate is destroying and I love it. <laughs> they did they were very smart. people were asking on the Kickstarter a whole lot what does a two-player game look like because they didn't you know when you see a, a social deduction game you go how does it work for two players? Right. I think it makes it more nerve-wracking because there are, at minimum, there are three quests that you have to do before the end of the age. But there's only two of you, and you only have five cards, so you have to like pre-plan different ways to make sure you get more cards. Because when you put a god on a quest, you have to put you have to put a fate card down. Right. And even though there's only two physical players, that means there's nine NP. I'm sorry, seven NPC demis. So you yeah. have to think so much more. And like prime example in the game that they put out there for like over half the time, the NPCs were winning oh, Wow! because that's just how it happened to work out. Like the way that yeah. the quests were going. So I went, Oh, this is a very viable two player game, which was a little, yeah. a little fear that I had. Cause I was like, I mean, you gotta be able to figure it out. But I went, I guess with nine Demis in total, Because even if you have a full eight-player game, there is still one NPC, so there is still that little bit going up. Um, And it was funny. The guys even talked about how they made a couple bad plays and they knew that they messed up. So the cool thing was, even with the mess-up, it completely threw off the other player because he goes, oh, you have to be orange. And then, like, green won everything. He's like, wait, hold on. Maybe you're not orange. So, like, messing up or, like flubbing something on purpose could throw someone off your trail. Yeah. yeah. Which was really interesting. I do want to play that with you guys because it's on tabletop simulator. Nice. So cool. we can't, we can't give it a whirl. Um, and speaking of giving it a whirl, they actually just released today a seven player tabletop simulator game to show how it works with a whole lot of people. Nice. I have not watched it yet because it's three hours because it was the Kickstarter. So they just talk a lot, but I'm excited for that. Um and the silly Kickstarter Wormwood update of the week. Uh by the time you hear this, it's over. Sorry if you've missed it. You if if you cared, you would have known. Um So here's where I thought it sounded really impressive. When, before I clicked on it, it said it was funded by 3,976%. And I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. That number's insane. But when they only wanted a $10,000 goal, it is no longer that impressive.
1: Yeah. They are just
0: under $400,000, which for, you know, individual pieces, $400,000 with 2,300 backers, still impressive. But Mm. I think we're going to have a couple weeks where we won't have a Wormwood update. I'm sorry, guys, unless they come out with a, a Christmas thing out of nowhere.
3: They probably will, a Thanksgiving one.
0: I also just yeah. want to make sure, again, none of you have ever commented, so you are not. You haven't yelled at me. Maybe <laughs> you've yelled at me in your car when you're driving, because I yell at me in the car when I drive, and I go, why did I say that? That was stupid.
2: We, that makes sense.
0: We we make fun of Wormwood because of this the insane amount of money that they get mm-hmm. for some ridiculous... The table was just insane. Let's, yes. We're just going to call it what it is. Like, Lara and I own Wormwood product. I love Wormwood product. I really do. It's right here next to me. I... I I, I will. I'm You're not trying ta- to break it the other day. Too. I know it fell off the table and it didn't break. Good I know, job, I said.
3: You tried yeah. to break it.
0: <laughs> I was. Yeah. Only one little corner got dented, so now it's just kind of soft instead of pointy. Right. Um. So good job on them. So again, we we we're, we're making fun of their kickstarters. I play CMON games. I'm going to make fun of them for their kickstarters because they refuse to publish anything their own damn selves, and it's just aggravating. Yes. That's all. Yes. That's all. When you have a Kickstarter that doesn't, you won't show up to your door until 2022, eh, I'm going to make fun of you a little bit. That's all. So just remember, we're doing it out of love, but the table is just so silly.
3: I realized now that we're talking about Wormwood is that when my parents went down to Tennessee to go visit my brother and my nieces, I did not give them Josh's dice box. (laughs) It's still sitting on on our shelves. You're on a roll. Not not by Wormwood, made by Elderwood Academy, but it's you know, we're talking about dice components. Yes. Oops, um sorry, Josh.
0: As far as news, we really only have one thing this week. Don't have a whole lot going on, and it's a big in. It's a big in. Um critical role, which so many people know about at this point in time. If you're listening to this and somehow you don't know about critical role, thanks, Meredith. Who's critical role? Who's critical role? <laughs> critical role is a bunch of nerdy ass voice actors that sit down on Thursday nights to play Dungeons and Dragons.
2: They play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, thank
0: you, Will. That's why we're You're fucking best welcome. friends. Um, <laughs> it has gotten interesting with you know the the state of affairs where they have you know the cameras are a little bit separated and at, from a technical standpoint, I'm trying to figure it out because it doesn't make sense to me how they're doing it. I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to get it. Um,
3: Send them an email and ask.
0: You know, they actually would respond to be like, hey, just, yeah, they I'm as, sure a, they would. as a techie, can you just explain this to me? And whose idea it was to hang eight shotgun microphones from the ceiling <laughs> instead of putting them in lavaliers? I don't, whatever. Um, <laughs> not the point. <laughs> not the point. The point is, these guys have, I, I'm going to say, and, and you guys, not talking about everyone on the show, listeners, you can think of other ways, and if I'll listen to you. I think these guys are the reason that D&D has come back in such force. Yes, there's other role um, real play podcasts. Yes, people have been doing it. But until their game went online and started streaming on Twitch and whatnot, that is when D&D got the resurgence of the people who stopped playing from AD&D days or people who thought they were too old to keep playing or just forgot about the game, not us that continued to play over the course of time. But, like, it made the resurgence. Yeah. And I want to make sure that this gets stated. Because I think this this is overlooked frequently. It's not because of them. It's because of Felicia Day, who, when she created Geek & Sundry, said, Hey, I'm making this company. Would you guys play your game on our channel? Yeah. They were on Geek & Sundry for, like, almost two years, if not over, before they left to do their own thing because they got so popular that they were losing money to Geek & Sundry, which I understand. It's a business move. But it's because of her and because of Geek & Sundry that Critical Role came out of, I forget whose house. Liam's, maybe? They were playing at one of their houses. I think it was yeah. Liam's.
2: It was either Liam's or it was Matt's original house.
0: I don't don't ever recall Matt having a house. No? Like, I think he always said that they've always had an apartment.
2: Oh, But Liam and Sam
0: had houses because they had kids. That's true. I don't know. point is, Critical Role, the group, has made it come back. But it is because of Felicia and Geek and Sundry. Like, I don't think she gets enough credit because people just forgot.
2: Yeah. But Uh,
0: it it is because of that.
2: She has uh, – I haven't gotten it yet, but she has written the foreword and introduction to their new uh, World of Critical Role book, so hopefully that helps remind the people.
0: Yeah, which I'm super excited about. I might get – I want to get the physical book, obviously.
2: Yeah. I might yeah. get the
0: audiobook, too, just because I'm curious of who all – they haven't said that any of them did the voiceovers. I'm assuming at right. least Tallison did because he has nothing else going on, unfortunately. <laughs> I love Talison, but yeah. – um, who knows? They're doing. You the- wanted
3: Tallison's hair. For a
0: I while. do want Talison's hair. Still, we were supposed to. That's what we were supposed to do tonight.
3: Damn it! <laughs>
0: <sighs> okay, we got to do that. I dyed my hair. I know we got to do that this weekend. I got to shave and go purple again. Um, Talison, also his suits, just so beautiful. Yeah, <clears throat> I love Taliesin. Um
3: I'm right here. What I'm right? I love you way more than (laughs) Tallison. I don't way
0: more than Tallison,
1: but not more than Bill.
3: No, (laughs) (laughs) this is fair. I I accept it.
0: Um, the reason we're bringing them up is a little bit. Uh, the reason it was just a joke. It's, you think it's a joke?
3: Yeah, I was we all say, have an
0: understanding here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know where this weird relationship goes. It's a square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I mean, everyone's got a corner <laughs> and a diagonal. The love is everywhere. It's a big Mormon family. Come you on. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, reason we're bringing them up is like, oh like God. Bill said, uh, they do have a new book out called the. The world of Critical Role? The
2: world of Critical Role, yeah.
0: Um, beautiful, big, thick book explaining how, you know, where they all got their starts in their respective industry, the VO world. Um, and how they just started playing one time for, oh god.
2: Liam's birthday.
0: Was Liam's birthday. So it had to have been his house then.
2: So it was probably his house, yeah.
0: Liam wanted to play a game for his birthday and just a bunch of, like, they were, Liam, Matt, and Laura were doing some show together. I think it was a show. I don't think it was a game. I think it was a show. And Liam, that's what he wanted to do. Laura was was married to Travis, so that's how he came along. Right. Sam and Liam have been best friends for since they met each other in New York before yep. they moved to L.A., Here's where things, I, this is where my mind gets a little bit fuzzy. Talison was just a friend of the group from other voiceover stuff, and they knew that he played D&D. And right. Matt knew Marisha from another game they played like a year or so beforehand and said, hey, you have a kind of an understanding. Would you come and help teach these other people that don't know how to play D&D? And then that's how they also started dating between all of that. I'm pretty sure that's right, because I remember watching some video a long time ago about it. I remember Marisha came in because of another campaign that they played, and he goes, hey, you at least know how to play <laughs> kind of deal. Um, so they made that book. Probably also a solid chance that he thought she was cute. He was oh, like, yeah. please come play with me. <laughs> Probably. Um, they have announced Darrington Press. Which is just so funny that it came out of a random character that they made for like six weeks. Yep. When Scanlon was away. <laughs> um, and it is headed up by Matt Mercer and, oh God, what's the other guy's name? Ivan <laughs> Van Norman. Yes. They have created a board game publishing company. They've already announced four games that they're planning on the first one will come out the beginning of next year called ukatoa ukatoa we'll we'll miss that one (laughs) um it is yeah it is a competitive tactical card game um semi-cooperative um play as a faction of sailors who are vying to be the last claim by the raging sea leviathan of ukatoa as the ship slowly falls into the ocean you'll have to run push and sacrifice others to win um if you have not watched any of season two i'm sorry i know the ladies really haven't even though they actually should know ukatoa because he was a big part of the one live game that you guys went to yeah. mm-hmm. um yep. that lara fell asleep in
3: i was gonna say i do like <laughs> critical role we just did so much that day of Gen Con yeah. that it was like the last 45 minutes of the show. I fell asleep. <laughs> I was in and out.
0: Uh, it is for three to five players, 12 and up. Each game should be about 30 to 45 minutes and a very cool Ukatoa miniature. Quote unquote, very cool. <laughs> it's even in all caps. <laughs> um, that is the first game. There's another one that should come out the next quarter called Critical Role Adventures that involves um, the beginnings of Vox Machina, a cooperative legacy light campaign game using a unique narrative mechanic for social and combat encounters. Then in the quarter three, there's another one called Syndicult, an original modern magic role-playing game where in which mob families jealously guard secrets and battle it out for power on the city streets.
1: That kinda of sounds like Meow Meow mia, mia.
3: I want to play it now.
0: Well, quarter three, twenty twenty-one. There you go. If I
3: can't play it with cats, I want to play it with another one.
0: Okay. And then quarter four, Guardians of Matrimonia. Fight the monsters, save the party. It's a cooperative card game where players have pre-built decks that are pitted against a deck of monsters, party crashers. If your deck runs out, everybody loses. But if you battle your way through the entire party crasher deck, then everybody wins. So already four things. These guys have just done so much with a random game and have created yeah. this I mean they've got it's a whole universe like it's just it's massive what they've done. Right. He has let's see what 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 D- D&D alone. Blood Hunter was a class that he made that is Wizards official. There were a new subclass for paladins that is now D&D official. Oath of the Sea Warden. I don't know. Anymore. Oath of I the Sea so. Oath of the Sea something. It's essentially what Fords character is in the current game. And yeah. then or uh for monks it is Soul. Yeah, Way of the Cobalt Soul, which is another one that he made. Yep. Uh he has the the whole book, the um Oh my god.
2: There's the Tal- Taldrei campaign setting book. There and is that
0: one, which is the um, technically unofficial, but what's the one that does exist? Where's the wildmount that one yeah, that's a whole book. he was official yep. in d and d like a d and d actual book before that one because of the hand of Vecna because yeah. Arkin the Cruel, which is Joe Manganello's character, turned into d and d Canon. I still don't know how that one happened only but the hand Correct. of Vecna, the hand of Vecna exists, and they're making a WizKids is making a replica of it in a like plastic supposed to be like a glass case I'm buying that thing immediately yeah Um, awesome he has just done so much and just like worked on other publications and now if he's working on his own complete role playing game that's freaking sick they've got merch out the wazoo McFarlane toys made an action figure off of one of the guys they've got pop figures they're in hot topic steam forged these guys are everywhere
2: yeah yeah. It's
0: nuts. I think my favorite part is somehow Travis is CEO. I haven't quite figured that one out.
3: <clears throat> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. That's part. what I'm saying That's like tra- Travis guy. is a Travis
0: is a very smart person as a gamer. Travis is real bad. <laughs> <The> like
3: <laughs> That's the problem. It's most of the time when I hear Travis speak or I know that Travis is doing something, he has said something dumb at the same yeah. time where you're just like <laughs> Why 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 are you doing that Travis that doesn't make any sense. What?
1: But sometimes the dumb things are the most fun things.
3: This is true. This is you factual. Know, like,
1: uh, yeah, I totally get it. I like doing dumb stuff. <laughs> you-,
0: <laughs> you who? You hoo. will never die. <laughs> Never yeah. die. <laughs> I mean We even is- did it on Monday when Hannah's like I do it. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
3: This is also why when I am a fighter I try to get eaten by the big bad monsters because I'm like, I'll totally just slash him from the inside out. <laughs> that's not a smart idea. Do you know how much damage you take inside?
2: <laughs> yeah, but think about how much damage he'll take
0: inside. Exactly. <laughs> so freaking silly it's
3: not the smartest of plans but i haven't died yet from being eaten and i've been eaten at least four times in different campaigns so what a weird statistic i know right
1: (laughs) yeah i like yeah Yeah. i get it i get it i get why he does the dumb things the dumb things are often more fun and you can't try them in real life so (laughs) I, i think it's you
3: make, we make fun of Travis for doing the dumb things, but at the same time, we would 100% do the exact same dumb things that he's yeah. just done.
0: I don't know. I've watched him play Red Dead Redemption. I just go, no one would do that. <laughs> like ye- Travis Willingham's Yeehaw Game Ranch is so stupid, yeah. and it's so funny of just him and Brian Foster just being bros. And just being real bad, but because they're entertaining, like that is that is the definition of why Twitch was made: is to watch those two dummies eat Cheetos out of a martini glass (laughs) while talking about killer puppets in the game verse, and then just being not good. Like you're just not they're they're literally just not good. (laughs) Like when they go, "Hey guys, tonight we're playing. Brian and I play Call of Duty all the time," and then they go, "We're playing against computers." I'm like, "Okay, then you don't play Call of Duty all the time." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. It's, brilliant. it's brilliant I don't know uh, if we ever talked about it, so I'm just gonna bring it up i think i don't I think we might have missed this before we go on to the topic of the day. Did we ever talk about the critical role foundation? I don't think we did no I don't think we have so again, with all the things that they do, they have started a charitable organization that essentially you donate into them and then they take it and Distributed amongst I think like eight two six l a and a couple other things, if I recall correctly, um or they might just be their own thing i don 't remember um financially speaking, if you donate to them, it is a tax deductible blah 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 um, but it is it is run by Ashley Johnson has taken the helm on this thing, and essentially yep. they have created just this charitable organization to keep giving back to different communities and things that need help at the time um very cool that they just continue to do so much stuff. Cause before it was just, Hey, there's a link in the Twitch comments below to go yeah. to, you know, whatever the rainforest one that they did for a little bit and for, um, LGBTQ, stuff. Um, they're, they're doing a lot. They do a lot of things that people don't think about. Oh, I could just click on the foundation at the top. So right now, Oh yeah. So the current campaign is for, Native youth and culture programs with First Nations. Nice. They have funded seven programs for the native young people. I'm not even going to try to say these things. (laughs) I'm sorry. What is that?
2: (laughs) Not ours is what it is. Okay. Okay. That That was where I was going more than anything.
3: Listeners, there was a dog that appeared on their <laughs> screen. They have a cat named Jack Jack. So Casey and I were confused. I was like, He's "How did we like, like, not get a message about
0: this?"
2: Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you turned Jack Jack into a tiny dog?
2: Weird. <laughs> it's just a really bad haircut.
0: <laughs> Whose pumpers is that? Rebecca's. Oh, okay. That was my, my sister's. Listeners, <laughs> it's okay, baby. Oh, <laughs> okay. Pups. Sorry,
1: I didn't mean to. I didn't no, mean you're to good. Do I mail.
0: was, I was, I was scrolling to see more stuff about the foundation. But if gotcha. you go to critrollcom slouch slash foundation <laughs> or just go to critroll.com and just click on foundation, if there's anything that you want to donate to the cause, please do so. I like that it's just their logo, but in, at the hilt of the sword is a heart, which is cute. <laughs> All right, we're done talking about everything else. Uh, Will, I- I'm very excited for you to talk to us about this.
1: Yeah. Me
2: too. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Right. I liked it. Okay. I uh, actually, yeah, I really like this game. And um, like again, what game? Uh, we... I didn't
0: say what the name was, Bill.
2: I know. I haven't either, <laughs> Casey. <laughs> You're like, I really like this game. What game are we talking about? <laughs> um, I was curious as to when I would actually get this game because, of course, our good friends at Steamforge do not have the greatest track record when it comes to Kickstarter. Um, but they've at least delivered the core game for Horizon Zero Dawn. And as far as I know, pretty much everybody's gotten it. I haven't seen any complaints about it.
0: How Before we get into this, how much content are you missing?
2: Uh, so we don't have any of the expansions yet. How many uh, are so there? So for me, um, I'll send you I'll send you the picture. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I do, um, I
0: do. Oh, so you did the, the all in essentially. Yeah. On the okay. There was a lot of, yeah. there was a lot of stuff there. This is um, the one that's based off of the tool. video
3: game, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted yeah, to make so, sure that I was thinking of the right thing. Yeah. Cause I remember when that first ginger, yeah. When it first came out, yes. that was, you were head on in that game for as mm-hmm. long as like we would come over and you'd just be like, hey, I'll be there in a second.
2: Yeah, yeah. He still plays it. I do. I restarted it, and it just, uh, it was a PlayStation 4 exclusive, and it just not too long ago came out on PC, so I'm going to get it there and replay it, because it's worth it, and Guerrilla Games knows what they're doing. Um,
0: Killzone? Was that Guerrilla Games?
2: I'm trying to remember. There's another one they were known for. I feel
0: like it was Killzone.
2: It might be. I can't remember now.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's Killzone.
2: Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I said, there there are a ton of expansions coming, which are generally the larger, um, larger machines. For anybody who's not familiar with the franchise, Horizon Zero Dawn is a post-apocalyptic setting where everything is kind of society is kind of regressed to tribes and nature has reclaimed cities uh, but there are also uh, machines that are out there and so everything you see about the game basically looks like robotic dinosaurs and that's more or less what they are um and there are massive ones the big one that showed up in a lot of the marketing was the thunder jaw which is a t-rex essentially um things like that is what i'm still waiting on um and some of the other ones but Uh, We've got the base game, which includes, off the top of my head, I can't remember now, so I'm going to look because it's right next to me. One, two, three, four. Four heroes. Five, six types of machines and four heroes. Um, Each of the heroes is from one of the different tribes. Uh, There is the Nora, uh, which are kind of your all-rounders, and the main protagonist of the games is a Nora. Uh, very matriarch- matriarchal society.
0: Alloy? Uh,
2: Aloy. Aloy. Yeah, but most of the names are like uh, tweaks or bastardizations of metallic words. Okay. So Aloy, uh, her guardian was Rost instead of Rust. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's where
0: my knowledge ends. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. installed. I mean to go and play it someday. I just have
2: it. <laughs>
3: For a second, yeah. I thought you meant, like, your knowledge was installed, but you just couldn't. <laughs>
2: I, you know, I kind of thought that, too. Probably. We are in the Matrix. Yeah. This is true. Um, so, yeah, so there's the Nora, there's the Karja, which are um, kind of a more vain, uh, very materialistic society. Um, as far as playing goes, they are um, kind of your agility class, so they are lightly armored, they pit you know, relatively decently, but they're more about dodging attacks and just avoiding damage. Uh, then you've got your Banuk, uh, Banuk, which are kind of like the Arctic tribe. Um, very mystical, shamanistic in, in fluff. As far as play goes, uh, they put out a lot of um, frost conditions, uh, and conditions do different effects on machines, and I can get into that later um and they're designed to be a little more hardy um one of their gimmicks is kind of sure shir- uh, um, discarding some of their own cards to escape uh, damage basically uh and then there's the ozorim which are tanks more or less um, they're like non-dwarf dwarfs uh very yeah, just normal sized dwarfs um sized yeah right. So trying fat to think of the way to people. Say that.
1: It makes me think of gallivant.
2: Yeah right yeah yeah, um, yeah. very tall very tall dwarf. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're uh, forge uh, forge smith is their class, and they're very heavily armored. They hit super hard. Uh, they're like a, a tanky barbarian, basically, and they put out a lot of fire pick one of your survivors and you get a deck of cards and that deck of cards has your starting equipment it's got your uh, character card and it's also got a skills card and so you start at level zero technically uh and then you choose your quest Um, so it's kind of um uh kingdom death light essentially where you choose a hunt Okay. <clears throat> and their quest tells you um, how to form your quest deck, essentially. So you start off with smaller encounters and you work, work your way up to whatever the, the massive hunt that you're going to towards is. The base game comes with a hunt for the Sawtooth. Um, those other expansions each add in different quests. Um, so then you build a deck from your quests. Um, and, it, and they refer to it as the tracking deck. And each of the cards in the tracking deck will tell you the layout of the hunt, which um, machines are in that hunt and where they spawn, what kind of terrain is there. There There's certain terrain that can affect the way the game is played um, and how many points you get for um, killing all of the machines in that particular hunt. Each hunt has a threshold of how many points you have to earn, and each machine is worth a certain amount of points, but if you kill them all, then everybody gets a bonus at the end. So you pick your quest, you set up your deck, Um, one player, uh, it's two to four players, Mm -hmm. Um, one player becomes the uh, Hunt Leader, and the other becomes the Fledgling, so they are the the least experienced. Uh, The Hunt Leader picks three of the tracking, three cards from the tracking deck, and then picks which of those hunts they want to go on. Uh, And then you uh, have the fledgling, except for the first mission. Uh, Every mission after that, the fledgling will pick three, uh, basically, bonuses that they can get. Uh, So sometimes it's, um, you know, you can deal extra damage when somebody else attacks, or you can steal their salvage, or Mm -hmm. or things like that. Um, So then once you pick your hunts, you set up the board, and the whole point of the encounter, again, is to hit that threshold of points. But at the same time, you're also trying to get the most glory for your hunter. So it's semi-cooperative. If uh, one person loses, then you all lose. Um, but ideally, you know, everybody wins. Certain machines uh, have extra components on them, so when you perform an attack against them, you can knock, uh, say, a weapon off of that machine. It'll disable that machine's attacks with that weapon, and it also gets you bonus glory points. Um, so there is kind of a a risk-reward there where you may want to go after uh, small pieces of the machine rather than the kill shot to get that little extra bit of glory. Uh, But you set the board up. Each board, um, from what we played, I don't think any of them used more than three, but each board is a um, pretty sizable... I'll hold this up. I know that viewers can't see this, but you guys can. Um, These are like a foot square cardboard tiles, Mm -hmm. and each one is a three-by-three grid. Um, Those are your spaces. Um, You, again, set up the machines where they're supposed to be. Some of those spaces are tall grass, which hide you from the machines. Uh, Some you'll put rocks on, which kind of give you an advantage uh, in terms of being able to gain glory, but they also make you the biggest target because you're more visible than everybody else. Um, And then there's other things like, uh, corpses that you can salvage for extra uh, gear and stuff. Uh, but once you get the hunt set up, um, then you start taking your turns. And this is uh, again, it's Steam Forge, so it's similar to Dark Souls, where it's hunter turn, enemy turn, hunter turn, enemy turn. Um, so they're going to activate after everybody uh, takes their action. And again, you start with you start with a deck of cards. And you draw five of those at the beginning, and on your turn uh, you get two actions, uh, and it can be to move, it can be to, um, and that move can either be a sprint, which you can move two squares, but it attracts attention, or you can sneak, move one square, and hopefully not attract attention. Um, You can craft, which is to take the bottom three cards of your discard pile and put them back into your deck. Uh, you can distract an enemy, uh, basically just kind of point them away and move them away to a different square, uh, or you can attack. Uh, the reason crafting is important, because as you're pulling these cards from your deck and you're playing them, some of them are ammunition for making ranged attacks, some of them are special abilities for melee attacks, some of them are uh, ways that you can get extra salvage or uh, you know different different bonuses essentially but every time you spend one of those you discard it and if you run out of cards in your deck you faint so it's your your deck is your health pool and if you go through that twice then you lose so once you faint you can reshuffle your whole deck stand back up um, and try again but uh, collectively if the hunters faint twice then the, the hunt is over okay um, So crafting is kind of your way to uh, uh, refresh, essentially, heal up a little bit. Um, Like I said, once you take your turn, uh, then the enemies are going to activate. And it's kind of neat. They've got an alert status and a non-alert status. And so the enemies that are uh, alert activate first. Um, So... If you sprinted into a space that is adjacent to an enemy, you alert that enemy because it hears you sprinting. Um, Whenever you activate an enemy, you refer to its specific uh, behavior card or behavior deck. It'll have its own deck. And that card will tell you the actions that that enemy is going to take. So the Watcher, which is the most basic enemy in the game, um, for instance, says uh, a non-alert enemy within two spaces. Um, If there is a non-alert enemy within two spaces, two squares of the Watcher, then it'll move one space towards the closest non-alert enemy because the whole point of the Watcher is to alert other enemies and uh, activate them, essentially. If there is not a non-alert enemy within two spaces, it'll move towards the closest hunter, and then it'll attack. So there's basically a flow chart on every behavior card, and you just answer the questions, and you follow what it says to do. Uh, the Watchers just have that one. Um, the tougher the enemy is, the more actions they're going to have. To the point where the Sawtooth, which is the um, the big one that you're hunting at the very end of the track uh, of the uh, quest, um, has four cards in its deck. And so you, the first time it activates, you flip over one card and you go through that one. And then the next time you flip over another card, and the actions could be a little different. Um, Again, if you've knocked off a weapon, then it'll say, if this weapon is still there, it takes this attack. If it's not, then it does something else. Um, so it's, it's kind of neat, well thought out as far as taking into uh, account the different behavior and the different abilities of each enemy from the video game and translating that into a board game element. Um, I'm pretty impressed with it. So, and it, it works pretty well. Once you start getting into the groove, uh, the combat moves pretty easily. Um, there is uh, on some of the tiles there are uh, basically patrol routes they're little purple arrows that the machines will follow if they're not alert and if those arrows lead off the edge of the board then that that particular machine escapes the hunt and there's no way to get the points for it Um, and if enough of them escape that there's no way to reach your threshold, glory threshold for the hunt then you fail that hunt as well Um, so the game really encourages, uh, constant action, you know, not waiting too long to, um, to activate enemies and go after them. Um, some of them hit pretty hard and every time you take damage from an enemy, you, uh, discard cards to, um, basically represent your health pool dropping. Uh, you can take a dodge action if you have armor. And I think every class starts with base armor. Um, and uh, I guess I didn't mention, every time you're doing something like combat or dodging, uh, you're rolling a set of die. Uh, and the die have arrows on them, which are just successes. So you just need a certain number of successes. There's no special symbols except for critical, um, and that's represented on certain uh, weapon cards or armor cards, and that's pretty straightforward. Um, so there's no nothing really intense you have to worry about when you're doing combat or um well, dodging, which is part of combat, um, whatever. If you manage to dodge some of that damage, then you, you know, just ignore it. But you still have to remove whatever is left from your deck. Um, and and you just keep doing that. That's the whole point of the hunts. Once you finish a hunt, you get to the victory phase or the campfire phase, as they call it, um, where you figure out who has the most glory points from that particular hunt. Uh, And you earn um, sun tokens. So the the Hunter's Lodge in the video game gives out these tokens to successful hunters. The person with the most glory uh, in a uh, full game, a four-player game, gets a blazing sun. Um, In a two-player, which is all we've played so far, you get a a full sun token. Uh, And then the second player gets a half sun uh, so there's potential in a four-player game for three people to earn Sun Tokens and the last person doesn't get anything. Uh, whoever ends up with the most Sun Tokens from that hunt ends up as the leader for the next one. And again, they'll get to choose the next encounter. Whoever ends up with the least gets the Fledgling Token and they'll get to end up picking their bonus for the next encounter. So there's a little bit of a balance after each encounter to try and keep people from fully falling behind. Um once you figure out the leader and the fledgling for the next round, uh, you go into the level up step. So if you complete a uh, encounter that is a higher level than your current character, you get to take a new skill. Uh, and there are three levels total, uh, with level um, three levels of skills and four levels of um, encounters. <laughs> um. And there's, again, kind of a flow chart thing. So you start at the top of your skill card, and you can go down to the left or the right, and then from there you can go down to the left or the right in the next phase. And um, each time you level up, you're adding new cards to your deck and also increasing your deck limit. So you have a, a larger health pool, and you have uh, better, sometimes better abilities, sometimes um, better weapons or better armor, just depending on what it tells you to add. Um and then if you don't hit your maximum after well I guess it shows up right here in the rule book but I, technically after you go to the merchant um, you can also add in stamina cards which just allow you to draw more cards during your turn um, but that's how you fill out your deck if you're uh, not quite up to your maximum card limit. Um, so after you level up, you go into the merchant step and um, And as you're doing the encounters, you're earning salvage and you're earning special resources uh, for each machine that you kill or for corpses that you scavenge or whatever the case is. And uh, you have a chance then to buy new equipment or uh, buy new ammunition for equipment you already have, and you add those into your deck. Um, Again, if you're not at your maximum, then you just add them in. If you are at your maximum, you can replace some of your starting cards with uh, upgraded ammunition or upgraded weapons. Uh, and then once you're done with the merchant, um, you go back to the to the tracking phase. So the leader picks the next encounter, and you start it all over. And you go through uh, four encounters, uh, normal encounters, and then you get to your quest at the end, uh, which will be the fifth encounter. So a whole... I guess if you want to really call it a com- campaign, which you can play over a couple of days, which we did one of them that way, um, it's going to be five encounters. The fifth being the, the big goal, whatever big baddie you're after.
0: That was the main question I had was the way that it's situated. Is it stuff that can be done in a day? Like is every, you know, hunt 20 ish minutes, but it sounds like it's, they go much longer. So a full play of one hunt could realistically take
2: numerous days. Yeah. Realistically. um, The first time we played it, um, we played over two days or three days, two days, two days. We
1: played, we played the first encounter um, one night, but we were learning the rules and getting it set up and stuff like that. So
2: that that one encounter, Probably took an hour or an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, maybe even longer. Maybe. And then, and then the next day, um, we both had it off, so we just played it all day, mm-hmm. and we finished everything. But it took us four hours, and yeah. we knew what we were doing.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but um, you know, it's pretty easy to pack away and pull back out right where you ordered. Um, if you like, if said, if you want to play it as a campaign and play it over a couple of days, you just stop after each hunt. You don't have to reset your deck or anything. You just pull it back out the next time you play. Cool. Yeah. So, and uh, again, I'll hold stuff up for you guys. I know the viewers can't see it, but um, I am actually in love with their storage solution. Let me it this way. So, angle the camera a bit. It's got these super nice trays, right? Um, so you got your cards and stuff down here, but there's all the minis. And then this particular tray fits out so you can get to the rest of the minis mm-hmm. underneath. Um, and everything fits pretty snugly in there.
1: Um, the a smart system.
2: Yeah. The one downside is that each expansion is going to have to stay in its box. Oh. Uh, because There's no way to fit everything in here. Um, Oh, and I still need to pull that picture up and send it to you guys. Uh but yeah, the mini quality is super good, which I'm not super surprised by because Steamforge does tend to deliver on minis. Um, although they, they did struggle a bit with their plastic. But these worked out really well. Uh, so this is the largest that you fight. Okay. That's the Saw 2. Right? So I'll show Casey again when he comes back. But yeah. There he is.
3: <laughs> Who we'll wants to show you the 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 big guy
0: we will have to do that when we're done because you're froze yeah you froze, froze up and now they're gone oh no oh lord <laughs> oh well well that's an interesting way to <laughs> the show with the lost connection Thank you all so much for listening to our uh, our random ramblings with all the stuff that we talked about. I know it was kind of a bunch of fluff at the beginning, but uh, the reason for that is we just had no news. We were just trying to fill it up. So thank you all so much. Please follow us on all of our social media. It is in the description of the podcast, or you can just go to... Um, instagram.com or facebook and go to defend the table to find all of our stuff there please give us a like and follow us on whatever your podcatcher of choices we have new episodes every monday we're still tweaking the show to figure out what we want to do we're only 20 like i said we're 26 in but starting to figure out if we should talk more about games as opposed to more news we're getting there we're, we're, we're slowly hashing it out so thank you for spending your time with us as we try to figure out this lovely bit Thank you to Uptight Sugar for the use of our theme song. The song is Crawl, off of the album uh, I'm Okay, You're Okay. Please go to UptightSugar.com if you want to buy that sweet, sweet album. I think they have a new one coming out or something. Adam's been telling me a little bit about it, so hopefully some new stuff coming in there. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll change up the intro a little bit try to hear something new. Maybe we'll see what that's all about. We'll have to figure it out. But until next time, roll some dice, flip your table, defend your passions, and we will see you all next week. Hasta.